what a year. You know, and some people are like, let that ball in New York drop already. I want to move on to the next year. But we know that just turning the page of time isn't going to solve our problems. We've got to learn how to encounter God right in the middle of hard. And that's what he's so great at doing. Hey guys, welcome back to the Make Life Matter podcast. I am so honored that you have joined me here weekly for almost a year to hear such inspiring conversations and it has been such an amazing journey with each one of you. Today is no exception and I have author and speaker Denise Pass. She's going to share rich insights from her recent very intense battle with COVID. She's going to give us mindset hacks that she learned during this difficult season. She's the author of Shame Off You and a women's event speaker. She's a Bible teacher, a worship leader, a podcaster, and a CCM artist and songwriter with her ministry, Seeing Deep Ministries. Currently pursuing an MA in Biblical Exposition from Liberty University, Denise is passionate about stopping biblical illiteracy. She's a homeschool mom for the past 23 years. She and her husband enjoy family time and traveling. Connect with Denise at denisepass.com. Welcome, Denise. Well, thank you, Angela. It is such a joy to be here and to hear you asking me the questions. I'm loving this. (laughs) Well, you know, I've heard people describe me as being a passionate person. And so like you, Angela, there's just this desire to reach people around me with the goodness of God. I want them to understand that this faith isn't something that is just a to-do list. It's not a religion. It is a relationship. And so this is what drives everything I do. If it's uh, leading worship or speaking at women's events, or if it's doing the Bible time uh, daily thing that I do, everything, writing books, it comes from this place of, I want people to see what God has done for me. I want them to understand that he's enough for every trial, every mess that we end up in. And so I'm a mom of five and four of them are now young adult children, which how did that happen? I don't know. I mean, time just flies. And uh, they, oh, I know. And, you know, they love Jesus. And so how that happened? That's Jesus's grace, too. And I have uh, my youngest who I adopted from Russia. And there's just a whole story behind that as well. But we, our family went through a lot of brokenness. Mm. And you know what it was that impacted my children the most, they've told me, is how I cried out to God in dark, terrible places that no one ever wants to be their story. They saw that this relationship with God was not something that I just did on Sunday. It was something that I desperately needed. And I think that's the thing is we can today in our society become very rote and very busy that we don't realize our need of God. And so a lot of what I do with Seeing Deep Ministries is helping people to see the deeper side of life. We have a shallow world surrounding us, and we need to overcome the battles of our mind with the Word of God. And so that is my heart. Let's make the Bible be applicable to our lives, because it is. Absolutely. That's so great, Denise, and I completely share your passion. And I think it was Jessica Honiger once that talked about having multi-passions. And I think you and I are definitely multi-passionate people. And- you know, someone asked me once, what do you love doing the most? And I thought, well, that's like asking me what child I love the most. (laughs) I love all of those things. So 
And I think it's just like you, it's different spokes of a wheel of the way that we are flushing out God's call in our life and, and to help see women and people uh, just grounded in the word and seeing their lives filtered through the word of God. And you briefly touched there on, I know some broken seasons that you've walked through and I know you've faced and overcome challenges in your life. And I want to talk about that season that you went through that I know shame off you is really written a lot about that. And we're going to talk about that in a moment, but I know very recently you faced and overcome, overcame this really difficult battle with COVID. And I'd love for you to share about that and, and not just share about it, but share about what God has taught you and is continuing to teach you. Because I know so many of our listeners are going to really be encouraged and blessed by it. Mm, such a joy to be able to share because, you know, sometimes we wouldn't have the testimonies I've heard it said if we didn't go through the test first. Mm-hmm. And, and it's in that crucible of suffering and pain that we can either lose perspective or we can keep our focus on Christ and God's goodness in life's messy moments. And I guess I'm really good at encountering messes is what I've realized, but I've found that God wants to bless us in every mess that we face. He wants to redeem what seems lost and restore his people for their good and his glory. This is the promise that we hear about. We can kind of quote it, but living in that out and really holding on tenaciously to that truth is what's gonna get us through a lot of our hard places. And I'm forever in awe at how God does that time and again. And as you said and alluded to there, Angela, one of the recent challenges of my life has honestly been this year. And I've heard a lot of people say it. What a year. You know, and some people are like, let that ball in New York drop already. I want to move on to the next year. But we know that just turning the page of time isn't going to solve our problems. We've got to learn how to encounter God right in the middle of hard. And that's what he's so great at doing. You know, at the beginning of this year, I was diagnosed with melanoma. And I had to have pretty substantial surgery on the top of my scalp. And the cancer was one millimeter away from phase two cancer, which would have meant cancer throughout the body potentially. But God was so merciful merciful and that I felt a bump on my head and realized it you know but we don't sometimes think of that we can tend to be self-centric and think why why did this have to happen right and then this whole year we've had COVID hanging over our heads all year long and my husband and I trained for it I know that sounds funny but I've had pneumonia six times in my life prior to COVID and I knew with my autoimmune diseases that it could be potentially deadly for me. But in the third week of October, I was diagnosed with COVID and I kept myself in a bubble all year long. But uh, my future son-in-law came here and didn't know it, but he brought COVID here and I told him, you don't want to kill off your mother-in-law before the wedding. (laughs) But the first 10 days of COVID, I treated at home. But I wasn't aware of the third phase of COVID, which is the inflammatory phase. And it was in this phase that suddenly I was having difficulty breathing and asthma had resurfaced because I, and so my doctor told me to go to the hospital and they ended up keeping me for two days, but then they released me and I came home. And later that night, as I went to bed, I felt just a little off. And I thought, well, you know, I still have COVID. That's probably why. But my husband noticed that my body temperature had dropped and I felt like an ice cube. 
And so as we checked my temperature, it was 96 degrees on one, 95 on another, and 95 is hypothermia. And so it was this moment of, we've got to get you back to the hospital right now. And so in that uh, moment, I was confused and we were driving there and I realized this could be my moment. You know, we live this life not thinking about death that much. And I think it's actually a gift to pause and say, you know, these moments, this life I'm living, it's not mine. It's God's. And what am I going to do with this incredible gift? Because we can get so caught up in all the problems that this life brings that in a moment we realize our life might be over. And so while I was there in the hospital, they ended up hospitalizing me again for eight days, you know, asthma and lung damage, and then sepsis and various infections started to set in. And God taught me so much in that desperate place. He taught me again how to fight my battles. And maybe you need help today. Maybe there's a battle that you're facing. You know, the heart of the battles we face is in our mind. Will we doubt God's goodness and his character when we face struggles? Or will we press in and cry out to him for refuge and help? And while I lay there in the hospital, in that hospital bed, I realized I needed to fight physically and spiritually. And the thing with COVID is that the hospital staff was limited in how much they could be exposed to me. And so you feel isolated, like you're going to slip through the cracks in, in the care that you receive, and you just wonder if anyone sees you. Well, you know the saying that the pen is mightier than the sword. I was not allowed to have my Bible in the hospital because it could have germs. Uh, I wasn't allowed to see family. There were a lot of things that were very painful there that I could not do, but I was allowed to have my laptop. And I had college courses that I was taking uh, and that were very difficult due to the struggle I was having physically. But God gave me an assignment to write about what I was going through, which I will share links here as well. And it's called Mindset Hacks Learned from COVID. And God revealed so many incredible truths that strengthened me. And so the, the focus shifted from being afraid and worrying if I was going to live to, I'm on mission. God, how do you want to use me here? How can I impact the hospital staff? How can you use me to share your message of hope even now? And so there were so many scriptures that he spoke to me that just breathed life into my soul. And there were 12 key points that gave me strength and a focus to heal and to get out of that place eventually. But I didn't want to be released from the hospital until God's perfect timing and to be at that place of surrender was just a work of God, but most importantly, to witness to others in the midst of it. And hundreds of people were encouraged by what God was doing in that hospital room. Psalm 41 verse three says, the Lord sustains them on their sick bed and restores them from their bed of illness. And you know, I ended up writing a college paper on that very verse. And if you look at the Hebrew of the word sustain and you look at the Hebrew of the word restores, you will find that restores refers to and sustain refers to the work of the Holy Spirit. If you look at the Pentateuch and you look at the New Testament scriptures that use that same word right there in a place of suffering 
God met me in a profound way. And so maybe these things will encourage you. I'm going to briefly share them. You can also go on the links and see more of a description of what these truths meant to me. But the mind is, mindset of Christ, hack one, choose your focus. Hebrews 12, 2 says to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy, joy set before him endured the cross, despising its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. We are to focus in this life, not be distracted by all the struggles, just like Jesus, he showed us how. Mindset of Christ, hack number two, set your expectations correctly. I think we want the perfect, comfortable life, but we were never promised that. And God cares so much about our pain. He's with us in that pain. But it says in John 16, 33, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. So God helped me overcome COVID physically and spiritually. We know and we expect that we will have troubles, but we have a God who is greater. Mindset of Christ, hack number three, persevere and never give up. Galatians 6, 9 says, and let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season we will reap if we don't give up. So many times we're so close to victory and we can let discouragement and disillusionment rob us. Philippians 4, 13 says, I can do all things, all things through him who strengthens me. Mindset hack number four, surrender is not defeat. You see, Jesus is there when life is interrupted. And it says in James 4, 7, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Mindset hack number five, being in the center of God's will is the safest place, even in a hospital room. The pain in this life just might be Jesus's rescue. Psalm 37, 39 says the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their stronghold in the time of trouble. Mindset hack number six, Jesus gets the final say. One of my daughters told me this. Mom, the doctors don't get to decide when you're leaving this place, this earth. Jesus gets the final say. Jesus is there when fear fills us and lies to us. 2 Peter 1.3 says his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Mindset of Christ hack number seven, gratitude kills complaints. The blessings of God are more than the comforts of this world. You see, I could have gratitude when they didn't come in for seven hours and my hair was greasy and people had two IVs in both arms because I said, you know what? They're doing their best. I'm getting care. Lord, thank you. I have food. I started to thank God and I started to look at those who are serving me and care more for them than myself. Philippians 2, 14 through 16 says, do everything without complaining or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then we will shine among them like stars in the sky. This world needs to see a shine in the pain, y'all. Mindset of Christ hack number eight, choose Jesus. Jesus saves us, not meds, not man. Acts 4.12 says, salvation is found in no one else, for there's no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. And I made it a point to share with anyone who at least came in to see me for 30 seconds. Look what God showed me. 
Because see, every opportunity we have, even if it's in pain, if it's in joy, is to declare Christ. Mindset of Christ, hack number nine, the battle is not ours. And worshiping Jesus is our weapon. Deuteronomy 24 says, for the Lord your God is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you the victory. Mindset of Christ, hack number 10, fighting for others. How we walk through trials matters. The world needs to see the victory we have in Christ. 2 Corinthians 1.4 says, Who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Such a mighty victory God gives us. Mindset of Christ, hack number 11, the art of distraction. Jesus makes our problems smaller. So sometimes we just need to distract ourselves. I learned that there. And the biggest and best distraction is hiding in God's word. Proverbs 3, verse 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. You see, when we lean on our own understanding, we can get wrapped up in fear and doubt. We've got to trust God. He's trustworthy. And the last one, mindset of Christ, hack number 12, love. Love makes the world go round. John 15, 13 says, greater love is no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. The love I felt in that place was overwhelming by people who reached out. And that's part of what we do in Christ. We try to reach people in their place of pain with hope that we've received and seen in Christ so that we can share them, share that with others. You know, I think we we go through difficult times. It's so much a posture of how we're going to position ourselves to receive what God wants to say. And it's just so evident, Denise, that you were determined not to waste this difficult, arduous experience. And you have such a positive tone and you're so encouraging. But listen, guys, you need to know that it was rough and it was hard on Denise. And these are not things we're saying lightly when we go through difficult situations, you know, you're speaking from a place of real um, adversity and, and understanding of adversity. I wrote down a couple of key things you said, and I'll include all of those mindset hacks and the link to her blog that she shared about this, but we've got to learn how to encounter God right in the middle of hard. I think sometimes we think, well, once this gets better and that happens and God can't possibly be in the middle of this. Yes. God can possibly be right in the middle of this. In fact, he wants to be, and he wants us to encounter him even in the middle of hard. And I wrote down a couple of your key mindsets. I love surrender is not defeat. There's so much this year that feels like it's just completely out of our control. And that's pretty much how God wants it to be. It's not in our control. It's in his control. But to understand that when we surrender our will, we surrender our need to know. We surrender our expectations. That doesn't mean defeat. If anything, it means a new level of victory beyond anything you've ever experienced. And Denise, I'm sensing and just believing with you that you're going to experience a new level of victory in your life and awareness of God's presence in your life, even greater than you had before COVID. And I followed your story on Facebook. I followed you know, the, the moments, the dark moments, the positive moments, the double IVs, the difficulty, goodness, girl, you have gone through a lot this year, but God's face is shining on you. And 
I know it's not your first experience with adversity. And so I want you to just touch briefly, if you could. I know one of the ways that you're making your life matter for the kingdom is through your resources, your book, your books, your worship, your podcast, your blogs. There's so many ways that you are choosing to make your life matter. But can you touch for a second on shame off you? I know that was birthed out of a very difficult season, like you mentioned, of brokenness. And who is this book for? And what are you praying that they would receive from it? Because for people hearing from you for the first time, Shame Off You is a great place for you to start to to get to know Denise's ministry better and to really walk in total freedom. So Denise, take a minute or a couple minutes here and share with us about Shame Off You. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, like you, Angela, God gives me words in books and in songs and it's worship to me as I sit and contemplate and study his word to know him more. And there's revelations given and that the book shame off you uh, was a hard, hard earned revelation because I think shame is one of those things people don't really want to admit. They certainly don't want to talk about. And even when I told some people that I was going to write about shame, one of my people that I love very dearly in my life was like, don't write about shame. There's this stigma about it. You know, but if we aren't willing to face shame in our life and, it, and to admit its presence, we will not defeat it. And so shame off you came from the realization that the greatest suffering in my life, which came about from the recognition and the revelation that my ex-husband was a regressive pedophile and had harms from my children. And the Holy Spirit revealed this to me. No one revealed this to me. God did. But in that place of of recognizing that was my new reality, I was in great suffering and then thrust in court for five years and wondering, see, I had already known Jesus for so many years. At that point, I guess it was maybe um, 20, 23 years. And now I've been walking with the Lord for 30 years. But how could God allow this, right? If you center your life around Christ and I had waited for marriage, you know, I was the, the good Jesus girl, I married a Christian man. How does something like that happen in your life? And so I had so much shame, so much grief. This is my children. Yeah. I raised them, I homeschooled them for 23 years. No, this is not my story. And so there was so much shame for that. And and then, to, you know, I, I already had a ministry where I would lead worship and share God's encouragement. I would share God's encouragement. But then I realized that the very thing I was going through was the very message God wanted me to share. And sometimes, if we're honest, we'd rather have the nice, neat testimony where we look like the heroine or the hero. But God is enough. And so the message of shame of, of you has impacted my life profoundly just in the writing of it, but it has set so many people free from the everyday shame too. So it does encompass the traumatic shame when life goes a way different direction than you planned, you planned. And we learn to trust God. And, and it's this principle of realizing we aren't enough, which is so devastating. We fight it because we have pride and we don't want to admit that we're not enough, but there's such freedom in admitting it because Christ is our sufficiency. And, you know, ultimately we would not have shame if we did not have an audience. 
And so people don't realize they're living their lives to please others, living our lives constantly under this bondage of I might feel shame. Someone might not be happy with me. Guilt, manipulation. But hiding shame won't heal it. We've got to face it through the word of God. And I go through this and shame off you through a biblical filter, through truth, grace, and humility, how we can approach shame and diffuse it in Jesus' name. In addition to that, the Lord had me write the book, 31 Days of Hope Reinvented, which is a 31-day grief processing of looking at what my life was in the midst of that and finding hope still. Because God is the God of hope. He is our hope. The problem is we look for hope in everything in this life. And then when we don't find it, we get disillusioned. But God wants to be our hope. And he wants to be our honor. You know, we look for honor in things in this life too. And so God wants to rid us of all shame. Uh, and I answer of your question too, Angela, I'm a speaker with Compassion International. And that is to remove shame from those who are desperate and in poverty in this world. And so I seek to be a voice for the voiceless wherever I go and speak. If I can represent and just get one more kid, one more child to be able to be rescued. And they, they learn about Jesus as well through Compassion International. And another thing I'm really passionate about is worship leading and writing songs because God breaks down strongholds as we worship him. And so when I travel and speak, sometimes I work, I lead worship as well. And it's just a powerful place of giving our battles to God and trusting him and all the struggles in this life. And, and lastly, the Bible time live that I do, God just impressed that in my heart this last year, the biblical illiteracy that we see that I was just in my daily Bible time going to go and share daily manna, what God gives me. And it's just been a joy to get into God's word more deeply and help people to know how to do that. I just want to encourage listeners to get a copy of your book, Shame Off You. And I want you to pray over our listeners in just a moment. I'm just believing that as you pray, God's even going to begin that process of lifting off shame. Shame entered in the garden, and that's not the way God wants us to live our life. He wants us to live our life, like you said, with the filter and the lens of his word, how he sees us, how he views us. And you've come through just, you know, unimaginable pain in your life, but you've come through it like the three Hebrew children did in the fiery furnace and your hair doesn't even smell like smoke. You come, <laughs> you come through it radiant. And if someone didn't know your story, they would just see the beauty and the presence of God all over your countenance. And that just shows how deeply you have pressed your pain into the heart of Jesus until you've settled your own heart in his heart and in his goodness. And so that's what I want to encourage our listeners. So how can they get your book? How can they connect with you? If you could let us know that and then pray over our listeners today, Denise. Denisepass.com is where, you know, everything really is. You can also find me on, on YouTube, uh, facebook.com. Uh, as well. Uh, Denise Dubois Pass is my author page. And I'd love to connect with you there and just to encourage one another in Christ. And so uh, shall we go ahead and pray? Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for all you've done to impart. And I'm so, I'm just so personally thrilled that you're on the other side of this recent battle and uh, that you've been able. In fact, guys, we had to delay the recording of this podcast because of her being in the hospital with COVID. So you are getting a very fresh revelation from God today. So thank you so much, Denise. Thank you for your obedience and your 
surrender that has allowed God to use you so powerfully and going to continue to use you. So it's been an honor to host you today, but yes, please pray for us today as we close our time together. Yes. Oh God, we come before you, Lord. And I just sense right now that some might have heard or shared and maybe they thought that's for her, but that's not for me. And God, I thank you that your promises are for all who would believe in you, all who would come to you and cry out, God, you are enough. You're enough for every battle, every struggle that we walk through. And Father, I I know that none of us would volunteer. We wouldn't volunteer for the suffering that you chose You chose to suffer on our behalf, God. I just pray that you would give us a right heart, a right understanding, Lord, that we would face this life with you, that we would trust you and your goodness. Right now, I speak to whatever situation people are walking through, Lord. Maybe it's a single mom who doesn't think she can do this one more day. I've been there, and God, you were there with me. Maybe it's someone in the hospital. Maybe it's someone who's recognized Uh, infidelity in their marriage. God, all the things we go through in this life, you didn't cause them. You're good, but you're our rescue. You're our savior in the midst. God, work in every single person's life who listens to this message, God. Draw people near to you. Holy Spirit, work in our lives. And God, may you receive all the glory. And Lord, may you work for our good as well, Lord, so that we may proclaim you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining our conversation. I'd love to stay connected, so be sure to visit AngelaDenadio.com for my books, blogs, and free goodies. And find me on Facebook at AngelaDenadioVOV and Instagram at AngelaDenadio. If you've been inspired to make life matter, leave a review and subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Until next week, let's keep discovering miracles in life's messy moments.